what we do here is go back, 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 back. Lewis Murphy in the back of the end zone. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I am Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. Joining us again, back at it again today for this Ravens recap uh, is Mel Dreamy. Mel Dreamy, how are you doing this fine night? I am doing excellent after a Monday night victory by our Las Vegas Raiders. I had to get that part right, but still a Raider fan, no matter what. And... uh, Strutting into work Tuesday morning like Ric Flair. <laughs> Andy, how are you feeling after this big time win Monday night overtime victory? Yeah, I feel um, a lot of things, my man. Um, I feel great, but just like Ric Flair, I feel a lot of woo. I feel a lot of a lot of great. So um, it's an interesting day because watching that game was just. I feel like. I, I could write a full story just about the fourth quarter through the overtime, but um, we'll get into it. So let's start with the Raiders against Ravens week one recap. The Raiders did end up winning. Shout out us for calling that 33 to 27. Um, so we took the dub and uh, we're going to break down. Um, Mike, I will start with you as courtesy. Not really, but you know, you can take the defense against the Ravens offense. And then um, Dan is going to just, he's going to play the Jeopardy host. He's just going to chime in where he can. Um, and then I will take the Raiders offense against the Ravens defense. So what stood out to you for um, this defense that though gave up 27 points um, ended up showing out? Yeah. So first thing to note, Max Crosby, he's an all pro player. He's it's unbelievable. He had such an amazing game. The D-line was huge for us all game, essentially, and, and I feel like they helped really keep us in that game the whole time. You know, We had Yannick and Max on the outside before Yannick got hurt was fantastic. The amount of pressure that they were able to bring consistently around the end. Lamar, you know, had his big runs, did his thing. I think Corey Littleton's ankles are still at the stadium as we speak, but... You know, they did they did a good job in in kind of pushing some pressure up the middle, collapsing the pocket, and also the other guys kind of getting around the end. And I think the biggest part of our defense that game was the D line. We saw, you know, Quentin Jefferson come from behind on a, a on a hustle play, force a fumble, the first one. And then we saw Carl Nassib get that strip sack in overtime that kind of, you know, gave us the ball back and ended up sealing the win. So it's kind of all around that the defense line was just hustle all game and just look like they're just motors were running i didn't know max crosby could run a four two but there was one play where where lamar was kind of bubbling out towards the sideline and he just beelined it over there and was it was just all around the the hustle from the d-line was amazing had some coverage issues with the linebackers quickowski gave up a big big one on the back end i'll let dan get a little note on one of our uh, newer linebackers that you know he very quickly had some uh, opinions on uh, in the group chat but you know, they had I one thing I think we're going to hear for the rest of the season, especially every time it happens, is whenever a team uh, runs a cover three beater, because I think that's the first time that I've heard them say that one over and over. But Kukowski blew that blew that coverage. It seemed like the running backs were like pretty open in the flats most of the time. And whether that's like the zone they're playing or whatever it is, a lot of times I feel like most of the time the linebackers are supposed to be covering out there. Our deep leaves played okay. They gave up 
some big plays per usual. I thought Morig looked like a rookie out there for the most part. Did decent, but I felt like there was a few times where he was kind of learning on the go. And, and all in all, I think that the defense as a whole, they showed up when they needed to, and they looked good. And even though, like you said, they gave up 27 points, you know, the defense was something to be excited about because it, it felt like we're actually in this game every single time if the line can keep getting pressure and all that. So very tough matchup this week coming up against the Steelers. But I thought in this game, the first week of seeing Gus Bradley defense, especially against, albeit an injured Ravens offense, still high powered. Lamar Jackson, probably the best athlete in the NFL. You know, I thought the defense it looked very good for week one and very exciting for the future. Uh, very excited to see them moving forward. So, Dan, what do you think uh, out of what we got on Monday night? As far as our defense goes, I think the scheme was excellent. Very, very hard matchup for us with a quarterback that can run the way he does. It's so difficult to cover that, and that's why Lamar Jackson's is successful as he is. That cover three beater with Kukowski is like, man, that's not even fair. He's the linebacker on the other side. This guy is running not up the seam, but to the opposite seam from the other side. And they have to realize that. I saw him run that play earlier in the game and Littleton covered it, but he only had to cover the tight end. Yeah. He was and he was right on him. And I, I don't know if that was Hollywood Brown or somebody who was like when he made that catch, I was like, oh, that wasn't even fair for Yeah, as a slot re- slot receiver. <laughs> right. But as far as everything else goes, I mean, that's the only you know, really big play besides that fourth and one where they busted through the line. And uh, that was Littleton's mistake, I believe. He over-pursued on that one. I was a little concerned with K.J. Wright's speed. I think he's super smart, super big. He made a great fourth down play for us. But you would see him be in the right position, and Lamar still just run right past him on another play. So that, that concerned me. But I saw a team defense that was working together I saw the D-line collapsing the pocket without holes in it. I watched the game again this afternoon and did not watch Max Crosby because my eyes were glued to Max Crosby the first time around. So now I'm just watching Yannick, and I'm watching uh, Nassib. So I'm watching the ends. Nassib kicked his ass, kicked the guy across from his ass all night long. On run plays, he stopped the play like – Push the tackle back, and uh, Phylon was able to make the tackle in the backfield. And that was all because Nassib just stoned the tackle in front of him. So, and uh, Crosby got all the glory, but uh, Ngakwe, he was in there like every single time as well. So, it's so nice to see that quickness off the ball on both sides and our D tackles working in conjunction with them. I saw a play where they try to go deep, and Casey Hayward's just running right along with the X. I'm like, oh gosh, we would have been burned in. In the past on that play. Nevin Lawson. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, wow, that's great. And I would say that the best stat that we can see that our defense is working is all the leading tacklers were the front seven guys, not the secondary guys like they used to be. So if if Merrick's not making tackles back there, that's great. We don't want Abrams making all our tackles either. You know, we want those linebackers. And so who are our leading tacklers? It was the linebackers, right? So I say things are working on defense. They're, they're working as a team, and that's what I'm really happy to see. It's, you know, we might be able to – we might struggle against some tough teams in the future, but they're, they're, they're going somewhere with that defense, and it's 
really, really good to see. Yeah, they, it, it, it really was great, and it was kind of a, a breath of fresh air, really, to see being able to consistently get that pass rush. And like you said, kind of the whole D-line working in conjunction with each other. I felt like Jonathan Abram had a good game too. I don't remember there being really any any mistakes from him. I felt like they were kind of, you know, they had him in coverage too, um, um, but kind of up in the box a lot as well. I think he still had 10 total tackles um, as well. But He seemed really controlled and disciplined, not like what we've seen out of him in the past. Yeah, I, I just don't think we saw any personal fouls, so I think that's <laughs> what. We still saw two out of Trayvon Mullen. That Man, that guy's a penalty machine. <laughs> There were a couple ones where Abram hit him a little bit late, like still like approaching the sidelines. He still hit him, but now he he led um, the team in tackles as well as like Dan mentioned the Denzel Perriman and I think KJ Wright was up there too. So good day on defense. Yeah, it seemed like they just had a lot of like we don't ever see the Raiders like have like the timely plays when they need to make them type of things. Like you said with KJ Wright having that fourth down stop. There was one play where Yannick got all the way from the backside and tracked down the running back. You know, just different things. Obviously, both the fumbles that we got and all that stuff. So I feel like that was a big thing already in week one was like they were just making plays when they needed to. The timely plays were like, we need a turnover here or we need a fourth down stop here. Like those aren't the things that ever happened for us. Yeah, I mean, I I guess on the offensive side, it it seemed that in the beginning we kind of – there's a lot of forced forced plays that that car. It, it just seemed like our offense was pressing a little bit, where we were forcing it to Waller. Just seemed a little out of sync. But then, as you guys mentioned, the defense stepped up, and we kind of were able to get into the rhythm towards the end of the second quarter, um, and then kind of make our way towards the end of the fourth. But I mean, you look at it, and it really it was really Waller, and then Kenyon Drake because Jacobs was banged up. He did have two touchdowns overall, but he was stumbling every time he got the ball. But as, as Dan mentioned earlier in our conversation, um, Drake, a lot of big blitz pickups. Um, just DC was able to finally get into a rhythm, um, and then when he got hot, he got hot. So Brian Edwards showed up a little bit. Um, Hunter Renfro, obviously, as always, showed up. But it, it just seemed like we were able to get into a rhythm, and, and somehow our defense gave us a chance to get into a rhythm and, and, and allow us to – not play from three scores, which was great. So um, I think there was there's some questionable things where DC's up at the line, and I think it was our first drive where um, he's motioning a couple guys, and then Andre James snaps it behind him, and then we're like, oh, we're out of field goal range, so let's just punt it. So shout out AJ Cole, um, and then also shout out Carlson because special teams really showed up for us. But I don't know. I think I think we have a lot of a piece together, guys. Ruggs is, is is somehow going to have to find his place, but I think ultimately DC got hot at the right time, and then someone's going to have to narrate from the fourth quarter on until overtime because that Morgan Freeman is going to have to really dictate that whole thing because it's 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 a story in itself. But um, I think that Leatherwood played well. I, I think he had the false start, and then also he got beat pretty bad. But overall, he played pretty well for his first start, and then. I don't know. I, I I think overall, like it was one of those things where it took us a lo- a little bit to kind of get going, and then you know once we got going, we got going, and then defense kind of like we had two stops, and then it was like all right, we we can do this thing. So that really doesn't make sense, but <laughs> ultimately it, it just seemed like we have enough firepower, but we're still a little a little scratchy on the on the end. So DC heated up, and then um, obviously we. We're like, oh, let's just kick a field goal and then let's take a delay game and then let's throw a bomb to, to Zay Jones. So <laughs> that's, that's how we draw it up. So, yeah. Um, 
I don't know. The offense was weird. It, yeah. it was just weird because we, we forced a lot to Waller. And then once I think when once our like Denzel good went out and then we had a couple different things that DC, he really had like one or two seconds to find a read. And then he just missed Waller deep, not missed him, but like he was he was deep. He missed rugs deep as well. So I think it was it was a little spotty at times, but ultimately they were able to get it done. And then once Carr got hot, he got hot. And then Renfro, I, I, I was did you guys see the the one where Renfro was just tiptoeing on the sidelines? I was like, he was out, yeah, like 15, yeah. <laughs> 15 yards ago, but um, it worked out. It was just such a weird game, but I think that there was a lot of optimism with with like you guys mentioned, the defense just showed up, and then also we were able to kind of. I, I think our true strength is is offense. So yeah, well, so and the funny thing is, is that we you know the defense was able to kind of like carry us a little bit till the offense got into a rhythm dc was kind of talking about it at, after the game um i think the interview on the field after the game but saying there's been times and like there's been years where like he thought if i'm not perfect or the offense isn't perfect from the get-go like this is going to be hard because you know it's like we've had so many of those defenses where you can't make one mistake and, and you know that they're just you know they're not going to do anything and then the game's going to get out of control so I think Leatherwood did start to struggle towards the end of the game. If you if you watch some of it, it started to have the running back pass protection more on his side. So I feel like when there was pressure coming around the outside, it was coming off of him. They also had tight ends staying in and blocking on that side as well. Yeah, so it, it seemed like they were trying to. It, the a funny thing is is that watching the line and all this stuff, you just don't. There wasn't any talks or didn't. I didn't even think about like. Colton Miller on the other side because there really wasn't anything like he was just all, all on that side and was playing really well. So there's terrible injuries that um, are going to you know run into when we talk about the preview and everything, obviously. But um, like Andy said, really weird game uh, on the offensive side until the second half, till they kind of got running. But you know, ultimately they got they got hot and they got hot at the right time or at least soon enough that. Um, they were able to make some things happen. I think that ball to Rugs that he caught down inside the twenty that we ended up scoring a touchdown and tying it or something like that. That was the same exact play that they missed him on earlier. So they came back to it, and that was the same route that you were talking about, Dan, with the cover three beater, where they they just put him on a like a opposite flag across the field. And I don't every time DC throws the ball up and just like sails it for it to like take thirty minutes to come down to the receiver. It just like I get tense and like, what the fuck are you doing? Just like lofting because he'll loft it like nobody's business. But he obviously like you know landed right in Ruggs's hand and, and put it right in there. But every time he lofts it, so I feel like sometimes he lofts it a little too much. Yeah, Carr was off just a little bit all game long. I know he had good stats. I know he ended up winning, but you know thrown behind receivers, which maybe uh, maybe Ruggs was supposed to sit down in that zone. They don't really give us a good view of that from Monday Night Football TV angle. But, you know, the one that he wanted uh, Waller to catch with two hands was behind him. Yeah. It was just a, just a little off. And I just said, this is why they need to play in preseason, just, a, you know, a series or two, just to knock that rust off because this is their first time going at this speed. I mean, you can try to replicate it in practice, but it ain't this speed in practice. So um, I, maybe that's why he got better in the second half. But we saw him misread on a wide-open Waller play, and I heard that he there was another play where Ruggs was wide open in the first half that he didn't see as well. 
So he he missed a couple wide open shots that could have we could have take took an advantage of on a big play and threw it down to somebody else. But I think he'll see that on film and he'll fix that. As good a game as he had, he he was just a little rusty. I thought Kenyon Drake, man, like like Andy mentioned, so impressed with his blitz pickups and just being that receiver out of the backfield. What a weapon! I'm glad he's on our team. Frustrating when we can't get the the running game going. You know, and it just gets kind of stuffed. Every short yardage play, well, we had two stuffs and one that we that should have been stuffed, but Jacobs was able to muster out a first down on his own. Yeah, Andre James scares me. He saw what Calais Campbell did to him, and especially on a short yardage play, it's not Rodney Hudson. So um, our O line is it will be our question mark. You know, we just went through the whole defense. We're happy with all three levels offense you know we got the talent but the o-line is just the unproven thing right now so i hope they keep working and getting better with the young guys yeah they're gonna have to patch it up somehow but i think that's what kind of showed with dc where good went out and then we we kind of just had to manufacture things it was just like picking and choosing and and we had a year to go off play action or just something quick so offense was fine but it wasn't pretty. I'll, I'll say that. So, and, and we couldn't we couldn't push him off the line to save our life. So, it is what it is. But we'll take Carlson still kicking in the net for a delay a game, and then just to throw a bomb to say Jones. So, yeah. Well, I think Carr threw like sixty times that game too. Yeah, it, it's not sustainable. I'll, I'll tell you that. Being San Francisco Giants fans like we are, though, we're used to that kind of torture. Back when mm-hmm. Brian Wilson would come in, and I'm conditioned to it. The torture that they'll put us through. Well, yeah, I mean, that was the game. So do you want to move on to the uh, the Steelers then preview? Yeah, let's jump into the preview. Let's get into week two then. Um, so the Raiders are traveling to Pittsburgh. We are on a short week heading into the old uh, Steeler Dome. It's not Dome, but um, it's Steeler Nation. So we are actually uh, five and a half point underdogs, um, which is interesting. But, you know, that's fine on a short short rest, short week. Um, but we have the, the Steelers coming up week two, traveling to the East Coast. So Mike is going to take the Raiders offense against the Steelers defense, and then I'll take the defense against the Pittsburgh offense, and Dan will chime in um, and, and make his make his moves from there. So, Micah, we are going into Pittsburgh. We are five-and-a-half-point underdogs. There's a plane flying over me right now. What do you think about this matchup going into week two? In, I mean, it's Wednesday, so we got three days. This is going to be a very tough matchup. Um, it's going to be a huge prove-it game for um, our offensive depth, uh, mainly in the offensive line. Because, as we talked about, some people got hurt. Denzel Good out for the season with a torn ACL. Richie didn't play. Questionable for this game. He's been dealing with a calf issue. Right there, you're missing two starting guards. You're right? And so... The offensive line, like Dan said, going to be a big question mark. There's question marks about Andre James um, already. So it's on top of that, they've got one of the better defensive lines in the league, at least definitely on the on the ends with uh, Cam Hayward and TJ Watt pass rushing. If Richie can't go, I believe Jermaine Luminor is his potential backup. So just let that make you feel good about what's what's going on with our offensive line if Richie's not able to figure it out. So hopefully he'll be able to go. We're going to need the running backs to step it up in this game, especially in the pass blocking. Um, you guys mentioned Drake stepping up in the pass blocking. Leatherwood kind of struggled a little bit. 
as we've talked about already. So um, on top of that, Jacobs, whether he's going to go or not. There's just so many question marks all over the place, unfortunately. We might see Regis if Jacobs can't go. Um, Drake's going to have to step up in that regards. Uh, I think we're just going to need, on as far as the receivers are concerned, obviously Waller's going to be a big big part of the offense like he always is. I think Edwards needs to expand on you know the little bit of the role that he, he kind of caught fire a little bit towards the end of the game. And then they're just going to have to get Ruggs involved to get him touches. Um, they're going to have to get him more targets, more touches. I feel like they're going to have to try to find a way to do some little bubble screens and do some stuff just to get the ball in his hands. And, you know, he's obviously deadly. You get him over the top if you can get him free. But as we saw, he was wide open and Carr missed it. So it's going to be rough if, you know, you've got someone like Ruggs, your first overall draft pick. And I know he's working his way into things, but like they need to get him more involved because they're not going to have the ability to take five step drop and take his time trying to find, you know, go through a couple reads and try to find an open guy. This defensive line is going to make it hard on the offense to really, you know, get play progressions going. So they're going to have to figure out ways to get the ball out quick, get it to guys like rugs, obviously get it to um, Waller, but um, it's really, I mean, it's going to be tough. They're one of the best defenses in the league, and we have a banged up offensive line and a potential banged up, well, a definitely banged up uh, number one running back potentially out uh, with Jacobs. So it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, I have, I still have faith that they'll figure something out, but it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough against that defense being as banged up as we are. I'm a little bit worried about uh, TJ Watt, Hayward, and Melvin Ingram. Against their O line, we've seen years past when Carr just does not have time. We, when Amari Cooper was our running, or I mean our wide receiver, we just could not get the time for him to run a dang pass route. You know, no double moves or anything because we just didn't have time. I feel like we could see that again, and we could see Carr getting hit as he's throwing and seeing those turnovers that we've all seen before. That's that's the worst case scenario that I think this game will be with us if we cannot block those guys. Yeah, I, I feel like that we it, – it's not going to be fun, right? It's just going to be a boxing match really the whole time. But um, I, I do think we have an edge as far as the fact that we have a short week and then we're also playing a similar team really in, in the Steelers. And, and I know that the, the defense is going to be a little bit different as far as how they blitz um, and, and also how they attack us. But um, the Ravens and the Steelers also have a similar blueprint, so – not like I'm not worried about it, but for a, sh- for a short week and back-to-back, I think it, it might bode well for hopefully we planned accordingly um, and we didn't just spend the last eight weeks against Lamar. Um, but if we did, we got the dub. So um, as far as the defense is concerned, I think that – I don't know. I, th- I think we're just, we're just going to have to put our, you know, our, our fists in the ground a little bit because they're, they're going to go forward and they're going to try to run the ball against us. Najee Harris played 100% of the snaps last week. I think we have Big Ben who is – older and lighter right dan um and so i think he's he's someone that we as much as he can withstand you know or sustain in the pocket and and shed some blocks i think we're going to be able to get to him and he's not going to be able to escape like lamar did um and also their their weapons aren't 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 really as 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 good as they used to be so it is juju um they do have what's his name um washington deontay or sorry deontay johnson and so Chase Claypool is there. I think they have some weapons, but also I think it's it's going to be more of a they're going to try to punch us in the face. So we're going to have to do our best, and and we'll probably keep um, as much as we can with um, Denzel Perriman and KJ Wright in the box, and then 
if we can, you know, have, have little tin on the tight ends and things like that. So um, I think it's just going to be, they're, they're going to try to run the clock out They're They're going to try to punch us in the face and then we're going to have to get ready for a battle, but it, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I just don't think it's, it actually was funny that the Ravens dropped back as much as they could. And, and maybe it was because they didn't have running backs, but Lamar just tried to throw the ball the whole time. And I, I just don't think that we're going to see that. So um, Gus Bradley is going to have to get a little bit, a little bit different as far as his scheme, but I think we're going to be ready for it. So it's a short week and they did beat the bills, but I don't know. I guarantee it'll be under 40 points and it'll, <laughs> it'll be a fight. So the fact that big Ben is getting older and he's not moving around as well as he used to. And um, the Steelers tackles are young. I think they have a rookie left tackle and the other tackles pretty young too. So um, I expect another big day from our defensive ends on a quarterback that won't create his own space like Lamar did, you know, be more stationary. And I think that we can get to him and he's not as big as he used to be where he would just throw people off. And I, I like the fact that our ends are big and fast and I think they can handle big Ben just fine, which would mean more like three-step drops, more slants, more quick hitting passes. So our defense will have to be not playing soft and off. Uh, we'll have to be kind of more in a press and let that well, – I think we could create pressure with our front four without having to blitz. I think our linebackers, if we play underneath those quick passes, it could benefit us. I like our stout run defense. I mean, the stats didn't say it, but I still think we have a, a stout running defense. You take Lamar's stats out of it, and I think last game would have been okay. But So will Najee get over 100 on us? I mean, I would predict no. I think our linebackers and our D-lines work them well together right now. So that's what I think. I think our defense will be fine. It's just uh, how will our offense hold up. Well, let's get into it then. Micah, what is your prediction for week two? The Steelers are five and a half point favorites, and you don't have to pick the line, but what would you say? Because, hold on, what was your pick for the Ravens-Raiders game? Uh, my pick was the Raiders winning 31-28. to 28. Okay, so you won. So I, then, I, won right. I, I won. I covered. Well, you covered, but you also won the, the, the prediction. Is that what you're saying? Correct, yes. Mine, mine was Raiders 33-27. That's amazing. Dang, so, you, so you nailed it then, Dan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, what do you think then, Mike? What do you, what do you got for the Raiders-Steelers prediction? After the week one that we had, very optimistic. Um, I do think that we can go in, and I do think that we can win this game. And I think it is going to be you know, more of a defensive-sided game from both sides. And I think the Raiders are going to win 21-17. To say our defense is going to hold a Steelers offense um, that is as physical as they are to 17 points, I think we'd be very, very happy with that. I don't think we're going to see the the numbers like we had this last game. Um, I think it's going to be more on the lower end to average side of things. So 21-17, Raiders get the dub. Well, it, it kind of seems like our, our – our season long prediction because I think we're 10 and now for a second. There. Eight and two, actually, when we, we were, <laughs> I think we were eight and two when we yeah. were doing that. We were riding high yeah. and we're not that far off. So, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a, a bruising battle. <sighs> Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Steelers 24, um, Raiders 21. There's a lot of things that we, we do well. Um, they also do that pretty well. And 
I just think that off the short day, the short sorry, short week and, and kind of where we're going and, and their defense is just too good that I think we might be playing from behind. So I'm going to go Steelers 24-21. Hopefully I'm Gucci cursing this and then um, I'm going to kick it over to Dan and Dan will let us know. He, he predicts the last game, so we'll see what he has. I was, I was pretty close to yours, Andy. I was to say Steelers 27, Raiders 24, but I'm worried about a Raider hangover uh, mm-hmm. after a big Monday night game and just not being able to get the energy to do this. And they're in their home stadium, which is loud and whatnot, so I, I give the edge to the Steelers just because of that. I still think we'll figure out ways to manufacture points, so... I think we'll get at least 24 points. All right. Well, I'll be the lone man rocking it. With the <laughs> I hope you win, Mike. The positivity. Mm-hmm. I hope you win. Yeah. I think I think we're all rooting for you, Mike. So <laughs> there's that. Cool. Well, Dan, we appreciate you coming on, um, getting that, uh, that recap in. Got the preview for you guys as well. As always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Um, go follow the instagram account raider take podcast uh go follow us on twitter at take raider as well uh, both places you can find the link um to get the merch link in the bio uh yeah we you know, season's underway we're one and oh boys you know victory wednesday we're just riding high this week you know but uh we gotta go into the steelers game hopefully we can get a w gonna be a tough one but glad we got to sit down and talk about this Hopefully we'll be riding high next week uh, when we do it. But this will be the last time, the last planned time that you guys are, are going to get a, uh, a late week release now that we're in the season. Um, hopefully start getting them out more close to uh, Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So um, excited to keep rolling. And yeah, 1-0, baby. Raider gang, 1-0 for 2069. I'm about to change my Twitter handle. So Yeah, watch out. Um, yeah, Raider Nation, stand up. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging hanging with us. But uh, just so you know, Franco Harris, he, he caught it, but I think the ball hit the ground. So just if you needed any clarification, we did run the replay review um, and the ball hit the ground. So immaculate reception, nah, I don't know, Jim, might be a little incomplete pass. So we love you guys. Hopefully we can withstand this, um, this Steeler week, but um, we're going to all go vote for Micah here, but um, we'll see you guys next time. Micah? Nope. I'm going to kick it to Dan, because Dan says... Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Let's just draw on the power of Bruce Gradkowski and <laughs> Fryer. Lewis Murphy in the back of the end zone! And some <laughs> other has-been players that found ways to beat the Steelers when they were in their heyday as well, so let's not forget we do have that going for us. Yeah, I feel like even through these really shitty times that we've had, some for some reason you can go back and the Raiders are like have beat the Steelers. Like one of their four wins in a season was against the Steelers. So we could have had the second pick and then we had the fifth pick yeah. because Bruce Gradkowski. We still would have drafted wrong, so it's all good. Dan, give us a cue the music. Cue the music, Micah. <laughs>